Hello friends, what is happening? Welcome to the Multiverse Podcast, episode 99 for February the 28th, for your weekly entertainment show covering movies, TV, video games, comics and everything in between. Coming up on this week's episode, reaction to the incredible second Multiverse of Madness trailer. Matt Reese has confirmed the Batverse. Elden Ring has finally dropped, so unfortunately I can't play that until summer, but Mia will give us his early impressions of that game. And Mia will also review Peacemaker Season 1. So all yeah. that and plenty more coming up on this week's episode of The Multiverse. I'm your host and known as number one fan. I think I should change that. I think I should change that to something. I'm your host and the king of hot takes, Hussein. My co-host is the meme lord Mio, who unfortunately has to deal with this. And welcome to episode 99. Mio, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Yeah, not too bad, actually. You know, uh, while I was just reading up the, the intro... Just realize we're on episode 99 next week's episode yeah now 100 100 and it will be on the big movie i can't wait we could we couldn't have Ooh. planned it better couldn't have Ooh. planned it better so i can't wait for that but how you been mia i know it's been a busy week for both of our in both of our cases and uh there's a lot to talk about and i'm yeah. I'm, I'm pretty excited to be honest with you it's been a me too a while since we did news and just rambled on for a bit so uh should we start like the usual with our uh the multiverse movie picks and we talk through those and we push on with what we got to over the yeah we can do yeah we can do that cool uh let's start off with lord of the rings yep i know we i tried to hold myself back and and not talk about too much lord of the rings when we did the the highly anticipated uh tv shows uh i really enjoyed this movie it's been this is the first time i've seen them since they released and i ended up doing the trilogy i know i oh wow yeah, I ended up doing the trilogy and it was such a blast to watch. Like, honestly, mm-hmm. I know uh, your brother picked uh, just uh, the Fellowship of the Ring, but I just couldn't, man. It's They've held up so well. Some scenes... They look great, right? Yeah, yeah. Some scenes, you know, like when he jumps on the horse and he does that flip, like, uh, what's his name? Orlando Bloom's character does that little flip. Legolas? And... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that scene is kind of, kind yeah. of rough it looks, now. It, yeah, it, it does stand out. There's a few scenes that do stand out, but other than that, the film looks beautiful mm-hmm. and that's what happens when you shoot on locations we've said this numerous amount of times the film just ages well and uh, a bit that aside just the storytelling just what it achieved in this day and age man oh my god and i was hooked like i i, I mentioned numerous amount of times i've only seen these movies once and to it, it felt like you know i was watching the movies all over again for the first time obviously i've completely uh forgotten what happened in the movies and and stuff and it was just such a joy to watch i think i watched them back to back to back yeah and it it did make me want to watch the hobbit some people are saying watch it you know you and uh rick have kind of advised me against it uh, i don't think i'm gonna have the time anyway at the moment but yeah don't t- watch the hobbit yeah i am tempted though but i want more of that universe really it's really kind of you're about to get us in with the tv show yeah i'll tell you what though about the tv show I know we did touch up. I I, did, I think I completely forgot to mention this. I've seen the trailer, right? Mm-hmm. It looks cheap in a way. I don't want to. It does look a little yeah. bit too like. It looks too smooth yeah. for something. It looks yeah, like, like it yeah. looks. It looks more. It looks more like the Hobbit than it looks more like the Lord of the Rings. But yeah, you know, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. They yeah. they are putting a lot of money in it. Maybe it's just a few scenes that look too much CGI. But I hear they're filming on location and stuff. So we'll see. Yeah, so I'm pretty excited for that. And obviously, we've mentioned already about the, the, the TV show. But what a great way to kind of... We've been on a good streak, I think, of movies recently, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. And uh, it was just nice to dive back into a classic. I think this trilogy 
I think this trilogy's got better and better. I, I think. Uh, what do you mean? Uh, as the as the movies went along, like I I thought. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Return of the King's definitely the best one, but I think they're all pretty even. Like Fellowship is like the best adventure movie. Yeah. Two Towers is like the best like battle scene in all Lord of the Rings. Like the battle. Yeah. Of Helm's yes, Deep yes, yes. Is yeah. the best battle scene, and Return of the Kings is like top to bottom like flawless. I think. But yeah, all I of them, to... all of them have something that that that's like going for them. I have to agree with you. It's you don't really get trilogies where they maintain kind of that that quality from start mm-hmm. to finish. And you know that horse meme. It was just like fire, 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 like all the, from start mm-hmm. to. Or you know the three headed dragon. It's just like three. Yeah. Red, yeah. It's and like I think the only trilogies I could think of that I really, besides obviously the Dark Knight trilogy, I think. Uh, Back to the Future trilogy. I really enjoyed that. You know, I thought I thought that maybe you could argue the third one kind of fell off, but I really enjoyed that. There's not a lot of trilogies though out there. The Godfather trilogy. I haven't seen the third. I no, that... you won't. You won't say that about the Godfather. Really, trilogy. really. No, um, no, no, no. So there's not many trilogies out there that you go. You know, they stand out. Now the Lord of the Rings for me stands out. It's it's just so it is flawless. Like when you really think about it, it is really flawless. There's no. You can't really pick anything out from those movies and go, you know, this doesn't work. I think the storytelling was great. Mm-hmm. The length at the time, I think, was justified. You know, I yeah. think pe- I think people nowadays would hate the length just because, you know... We're no, so- no, it's, it's supposed to be like an epic film. Yeah, but- I, 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 th- I think the length is absolutely justified. Some movies nowadays just don't justify their runtime, in all honesty. Um, it's about a nine-hour nine movie, really, from start to finish, if you really think about it. Um, is there a special cut or anything like that, or is this just the normal? Yeah, there's some extended editions, yeah. which, I mean, you get you get what you you want from the regular editions, but yeah. the extended editions are for like real like Lord of the Rings fans. Like, Return Return of the King is like I think like three and a half hours, but don't you want to see like a five hour cut of the movie where the grand scene with the the giant flame wolf yeah. battering ram is an hour long? <laughs> doesn't that doesn't that sound appealing to you? <laughs> Five the battles. <laughs> the battles uh, is way longer, and yeah. there's like more action, and you know it's just great. Yeah, there's a scene yeah. where um, yeah, you you have to watch the extended editions. It's it's amazing. I don't think I'm ever gonna get around to that. I'll be honest with you. Like one, never say never. Yeah, true. Uh, so that was Lord of the Rings, and that ended up obviously being a trilogy for me. There was no way I was gonna watch one movie and just leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Uh, God help, God help me if someone picks Harry Potter. <laughs> I'll end up watching eight movies before we end up doing a podcast. Have um, you seen anyone? Uh, I've, I stopped watching them when I think I watched up to the third or fourth one and fell off. Okay. Yeah, that's when they, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I've seen all of them, but yeah, you know, it's whatever. I really want to go back and watch them, but I, as I said, I probably won't have time and they're not really high on my list. They're not really a priority at the moment, to be honest with you. Uh, Next movie up on, on the multiverse pick was Jackie. And yep. I'll be honest, this movie was... So I like the direction. I like the... Looks great. It looks absolutely incredible. I love the, the how it was shot. But the movie is a whole lot of nothing. It's just following Jackie and her ordeals after Kennedy died, you know? And yeah. it's perspective that i never thought i would want to see even though there were some interesting aspects mm-hmm. but i think this is just 
purely based on Natalie Portman's performance. Like it was incredible. Yeah. It, I don't think any other actress could have played that role like, like she did. Um, I do like those sort of, as, as I said, uh, from a different perspective. I love movies like that. You know, we've always been, we've always seen the perspective of uh, leading up to Kennedy and, you know, the perspective of the killer, but we've never seen the perspective of, from his wife. And I thought that was kind of refreshing, but it is a lot of nothing. There's a lot of political stuff. It is I wouldn't say it's a boring movie, but it's very, very slow. It's, mm. It's it's a it's a short movie though. It's an hour forty. Now that you know, any yeah. movie under two hours is short now. But I, yeah, it was like I mostly, yeah, I'm, oh yeah, yeah, ten minutes of credits. But I mostly agree with you here that I I don't care about Jackie's perspective. Yeah. Like I don't think she had anything that to add other yeah. than her performance. But it was just the most of the movie was like her her role in like deifying john f kennedy like she's like how can we make him like how can we make his legacy as big as possible and Mm. you know i I really don't care about john f kennedy i know like you know he did some good things i'm sure but he also invaded vietnam you know i don't know it's it's whatever yeah so it was like from a perspective where i just didn't care too much i wasn't really invested in it you know there would be a lot of moments in the movie and even though it's a re- relatively short movie and I think that's what helped it I think I I don't think I could have stood this movie if it was two hours or even longer I think I would have turned it off but the fact it was an hour and a half I do like the flashback sequences I think they were quite cool well uh, the whole movie was like yeah. kind of scrambled yeah uh, but it just wasn't too there wasn't too much investment in in this story you know I, I loved everything I loved the, the direction I love how beautiful the movie looked the way it was shot, uh, some aspects in the way the story was told, but I just didn't feel invested. I just couldn't care less about Jackie. And you know what? There, <laughs> there, was, there, was, there was moments where I was just like, I was just thinking maybe Kennedy is happy that he died because you're so boring. And so like, just, she just, she was so annoying in aspects, you know what I mean? And yes, she just lost her husband and she's getting over that. Maybe I'm sounding a bit, I'm sounding heartless sometimes. But there was moments where I was just like, oh, I couldn't be bored. And then this whole, you know, conspiracy and I that kind of got me a bit excited because I love a good conspiracy but it was like it goes into nowhere and yeah it was just but you can see how fast that world moves like Kennedy obviously gets killed and then everything's so fast paced to replace him and everything from his side becomes kind of you, you you forget about that you know they don't really care about his family afterwards or his kids and it was I, I did like the aspect that the weight of the world was on her shoulders. She had a lot of responsibility without, you know, too much uh, backing from, from other, you know, people and stuff like that. So I, I liked that aspect, but as I said, it was a bunch of nothing and and uh, a story that, you know, I wasn't really invested in. I don't really care about Jack. Yeah, I think I think for people who whose, like, inflection point is the John F. Kennedy assassination, who, like, lived through it, this yeah. movie might be more a little bit more interesting, but you know, for us who were born like way after this yeah. and only see that as like a glimpse of history, like I don't think we really, really care about no, yeah, kind of assassination. Yeah. Um, Predestination that was another movie. I have to say, this movie was trippy. I haven't seen this one yet. It's okay, it's, yeah, Elder Wing's been okay. I won't, I won't talk, I won't talk much about it. We'll talk about it in the next podcast, 
but it is trippy as fuck. I'll tell you that. It's definitely a Jacob pick. When when Rick's mentioned that, I was like, okay, cool. We're for we're for a hell of a time. And uh, mm-hmm. it really is a trip. Like the twist, like it, it's up to you. You sometimes you can see it coming, but sometimes you don't. I I described it as Metal Gear Solid the Phantom Pain. Mm. When you watch it, you'll be like, when you get really close to the end, you're like, holy shit, they got me. They got me, you know. They got me. It's I really enjoyed this movie, but we'll talk about it uh, again next time. And uh, Malcolm X. I don't know if you've. Seen I haven't seen it. It's for come on. It's for it's, it's This movie is so damn good. I I recently just finished uh, the autobiography. It's like six hundred pages, and I don't know why yeah. I wanted to watch another four hours of this movie. But for me, I just wanted to dive more into that world, and I was just I was hooked, you know, and I love. I love the aspect of it started off with, you know, we can probably talk about it though. Like I know his, yeah, yeah. his life and stuff. <laughs> it started off. Yeah. It started off with, you know, that with the intention of, Oh, you know, trying to be this civil rights movement uh, activist and stuff like that. But then he goes on yeah. this journey and he discovers himself more and it mm-hmm. becomes a journey of discovery, which I love those two contrasting aspects of, of, of his story. And he, they always describe him as the, the angriest black man in, uh, in America. But he really wasn't. He was just kind of, I think, you know, what's that word I'm looking for? Misinterpreted, you know. Misconceptions? He had a, yeah, misinterpreted, misconceptions. I think he was just misheard. I think he knew what he wanted and he just got sucked into with the wrong kind of uh, groups and yeah. stuff, like, like the Nation of Islam. Yeah. It's kind of like a very upside down version of islam essentially you know it's just somebody's uh ideology it's like me creating my own cult essentially right mm-hmm. and he gets sucked into that but what i loved was it was his own story of exploration he didn't just settle on what was given to him he went out and explored and that's kind of i love that contrast between it's it's quite funny because that's how the real world works where people well Usually, you'd say, uh, you know, if I give you a holy book or something like that, you don't just settle for what's written. People go out and explore and they do their own research and, you know, their own journey of discovery. And that's what Malcolm did. He went to Saudi Arabia, went to Egypt, mm-hmm. and, he, and he saw various things. And I think it hit him when he was able to go to like these countries and everyone's equal. And he came back and he was, he was a changed man. Yeah. And uh, I think that was part of, that was probably the, my favorite aspect of, uh, of, of, of the whole movie and the story in general and then you do feel sorry for him well it's not really a spoiler because everyone knows but you do really feel sorry <laughs> for him uh, when he dies and he knew it was mm-hmm. coming but he was at peace with it because he felt like he achieved what he wanted you know he got his word out and with people like that you always they always believe that you know I think death doesn't close the door on their story but kind of opens it mm-hmm. and it, and it pushes it on to the next generations and so on and so forth, like Martin Luther the King. And uh, yeah, it's, to be honest, a reason I also enjoyed this sort of stuff is because we're never really taught black history in school, you know? Nope. Never really taught. And we've always seen, we did get taught about Martin Luther the King, but it was always from the aspect of, you know, a derivative of you know what was happening in America at the time but it was never just his story it was always an add-on essentially to other stories so we never had just black history and it's just so fascinating to read more about that you know it's and to dive in and and 
and that's what I was saying. It's you go out and you do your own research and you find stuff and it's the story is so impactful. And you can see how many things that he's done wrong, but he never, he, he always looked for good. Yeah. And yeah, it was a beautiful, beautiful story. I, I did feel so, I did, I was about to shed a tear when he did die in the movie. But, but um, you knew it was coming. I knew it was coming, yeah. But you get so okay. you get so invested in his uh in his story and and what he's trying to achieve and you know, just yeah, I think black Americans had it so hard, man. And just reading that, you just wonder how people even survived back then. It was just absolutely insane. Like yeah, it was just it was mental. And you never we never get to to see that, you know, we never get to We've never been taught that in school or anything, and it's it's quite crazy. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I, I I really enjoyed in, enjoyed uh, this movie. It is long, but once again, I don't really say this about movies that go beyond the three hour mark. This is a justified runtime. It really oh, is one hundred percent. I think you could split this movie into two parts as well. Could make but a miniseries. I was about to say I would love to see this be made into a miniseries. I, I really just for the modern era, man. Honestly, like we're in the day and age now where we're making all these movies and TV shows and we're trying to expand in terms of different cultures, different religions and stuff like that. I think this is one that can be rebooted easily. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I wanted to say Denzel Washington, man. Oh, my God. One, one of the great actors. Though, oh, man. my God. So good, man. Mm-hmm. So good. Like, absolutely incredible. But what was quite fun about it was watching the movie and just knowing these characters from the book i was like yeah there's like i'll be like you know the leonardo meme where you point at the tv that's me that, that was me the whole time i was like that's me who'd you, who'd you point that to <laughs> um his his friend red and then the girl he picks oh, up yeah. sophie i was like sophie red and i was like yeah yeah mm-hmm. i kind of knew what was happening and then when he goes to the prison and then in the movie they call him satan because it's in the book because he hated yeah. god yeah yeah all that kind of stuff i was like yeah it's, it's absolutely amazing and then when he was on the train yeah, it's a great storytelling, I have to say. And um, probably Spike Lee's best work, to be honest with mm. Mm. you. Know I had to that? think about that. I had to think about that. I had to think about what else he made. I think Do the Right Thing might be his magnum opus, but this is up there with it. Let's have a double, let's have a double look. I think I think this is his best work, in, in all honesty. Let's see what else he's got on. Inside Man's, you know how, how we feel about Inside Oh, Inside Man's great, though, man. Wow. Inside Man's a classic. Yeah, Jesus. Okay. Uh, let's see what Michael well, he did a few Michael Jackson stuff. Uh, I don't know. I think Malcolm X Inside Man is absolutely incredible. That's like one of my favorite movies. Oh, that's, oh, I don't know now. Uh, we, uh, yeah, I think I'll have to think, <laughs> have to think about that. I think I jumped the gun there. But yeah, an absolutely incredible movie, man. Definitely highly, highly recommend. And yeah, those were the, the movie picks for for the last few weeks actually mm-hmm. um should we do let's do a video game video because i'm okay. really really i'm so hyped about this game and i i obviously don't want to invest time into it i i made the mistake with sekiro where i picked up two weeks before I was heading off to japan and yeah went off came back and never got to finish it so this time i don't want to do it especially with what's happening with studying and all sorts i'm going to wait until summer and tell me Mio. Please tell me, how is it? <laughs> I'm so, well, I, honestly, I'm gutted. Like, I've been seeing screenshots. My brother's been posting on Twitter. Yeah. It looks absolutely incredible, man. Yeah, well, this is no surprise to anyone whatsoever, but the game's incredible, bro. The game's just, woof. 
I've been I I was playing that probably from two o'clock last yesterday to around midnight. Like I was just Damn. going straight through it, and I didn't even make that much progress in the game because it's still hard as shit. <laughs> oh my god! But listen, like it's just it's everything we've ever wanted. Like it's open world Dark Souls. I'm just like I'm just riding around, minding my own business. I look, I see like a a silhouette on the ground, like a shadow. I was like, is that a dragon? Then a fucking dragon lands next to me, and like a boss fight just happens out of nowhere. I was like, oh shit. Shit. I'm not like, ready for this. I'm gonna run. So like I run in a cave and a giant crab attacks me. I was like, Jesus Christ, this world is this world, there's like so much like danger and like, yeah. excitement everywhere that like like there's like a main quest, obviously. Like when you get out of the tutorial, it's like go to <laughs> Wait, the castle. Th- th- there's a tutorial? <laughs> yeah, there's you know, for, for yeah, non-Dark Souls players, but there's like go to the castle, but like on the way to the castle, there's like so many distractions. There's like a camp here there's like a dungeon here there's like like people have described it like breath of the wild but yeah it is like breath of the wild where you can't you keep getting distracted in like the best ways it's not like it's not like a ubisoft game where there's like a oh. hundred icons everywhere and like yes tons of side quests there aren't any side quests in this game there's just mm. like points of interest that you know like like ooh, what's that like ooh, what's that the game's just awesome um you know the combat is it's pretty much dark souls there's like it's it's not any like deviation from the from the combat but you know if it's not broke don't fix it yeah the the horse is amazing i love riding around on a horse i love horse battles i love you know like the story is fucking incredible like i don't know how much um jrr martin had to do with it because you know he can't even finish his own books. It's been forever. <laughs> yeah. Then Slow Banks is finished. But yeah, this game is this game is special. I you know, I said jokingly that it's the best game ever. It's up there. It's up there for me right now. Like mm. I'm enjoying every second of this game and I can't wait to play more. I've found recently open world games to be very, very boring. I fell off them really hard because I think a lot of them were for example, the Assassin's Creed, I fell off that extremely hard. It was just the same repetitive style, you know. And I think it's overwhelming too, just like looking at the map and there's just like a million icons. Yeah, like before I used to be so excited by that. But now in this day and age where we don't have much time, I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't want this. Like I really don't. Before I wanted to get my money's worth, but now I'll be more than happy to play. For example, Halo is only like a 20 to 30 hour open world game, right? I'm more not than even. Not yes, even. see, I'm, I'm more than happy to, to play that. Well, when I used to play the uh, the Far Cry or even the Assassin's Creed, anything Ubisoft, it's oh you want to open you, you want to explore the rest of the map. You had to go to this tower to unlock the mm. rest. Of, I'm like this is just such a repetitive kind of system. It was so boring. Whereas from what I've heard with Elden Ring, everything's just open. You can explore and it expands the map further. But there's no side quest. Everything is just open to you, and yep. it's all about your exploration. And think, and my brother was just I saw uh, a clip that he posted. He was just riding on his horse, and there's this massive, I think, massive bear just attacks yeah, that him. That happens out. all the time. Yeah, it just attacks. You really him. had to watch it back. Yeah, and I was like, wow. And I, I, people are, I have read some uh, reviews or comments. People are like, oh, this is just Dark Soul, but open world. But, but Dark Soul has always been open world in kind of a restrictive way. But this is just mm-hmm. Breath of the Wild level mm-hmm. open, and it was just like, from what I've seen, it looks absolutely incredible. 
It looks absolutely gorgeous. How does it run on PC, by the way? Because I know there was a few issues on PC. Does it? I mean, yeah. the frame rate gets a little choppy here and there, but yeah. I mean, it's expected. It'll, they'll probably fix it after yeah. a few updates. But yeah. overall, I'm playing on Ultra, and it looks fantastic. Yeah, see, I'm I'm so gutted. This is a game I can't play at the moment. But at the same time, I don't feel like I'll do it justice by picking it up here and there. This is a game where I would like to... Because it's one of those games, right? We've played, we've, we've, we've played every single Souls game and Sekiro game where mm-hmm. you die. You don't just turn it off. No, the, fu- no. the fun is going, yeah the fun is oh, i'm gonna do this i'm gonna be him and it's not about you don't need purely it's not purely based on skill it's about patience you know it's mm-hmm. not like oh you need to uh, there's a pattern to things you just need a bit of patience you need oh, what's the build character builds like because i know those are in depth. yeah it's like it's like classic dark souls it's like yeah. you know strength build dex build magic yeah. build i do miss the i do kind of miss the Sekiro combat because it's like so fast paced this does feel a little slow so it's it's a lot slower than something like Sekiro or bloodborne but you know it's still this one is like more classic patience roll around wait for your opportunity strike while the other games it's like they reward you for being bold but you know bloodborne bloodborne's uh combat system is so good i i really hope they drop down pc because that's mm. one game I think you need to experience. But uh, Sekiro, I love that combat. And it was quite fast, man. It was just like, you know, the jumping, the mechanics, uh, like, rapid. yeah, I, I can't wait, man. I honestly can't. And then seeing the reviews, everyone just gave it a, a perfect score. I was like, wow, uh, incredible. Like, Miyazaki, he don't miss. He doesn't miss. He doesn't miss. And I told you this, how of everybody, I think, when my brother's like, like yourself, where they're very... He's very reserved, you know, like he doesn't get as excited as, as I do. So when he makes bold statements, like let's call them a hot take, then, you know, you have to do, you kind of have to take notice. You know, there's a bit more weight behind them compared to my hot takes, let's say. So when he played the beta or the technical thing, and he said 15 minutes in, and this is, this is probably the greatest game ever, I was like, yeah, he's onto something. And I'm going to pop over later on. My mom's just come back from holiday, so I'm going to go see her. I think I'm never going to go see how films could be. <laughs> <I'll do it. laughs> <laughs> I want to give that a go. I really want to see what the open world is like. Man. I'm, I'm so excited, but I'm tempted to pick up a PlayStation, you know, and play it on PlayStation. I, I really PS5 am. Five or? Yeah. I'm really okay. just, I'm really, t- I want a PlayStation. I've been tempted to buy a PlayStation for, for a very, very long time. Now that Rick's will support one. I, well, I d- he yeah. didn't have one long because he didn't have one long. Him. Yeah. Poor guy. I do miss kind of, you know, I don't mind being at my desk and playing games. Mm-hmm. I also miss, you know, just being on the TV, kicking back or whatever. But I might buy it on PlayStation. I'll see what the summer what the summer brings because at the moment I can't play it now, unfortunately. But Mia, how's it looking then in terms of your, your review score? Like, well, I, I I've only played like I know. fun. I, I I haven't even made that much progress so far. I mean, it's it's early candidate for game of the year, but you know, I mean, yeah. no surprises here. Yeah, it's from. I said this to my brother the other day. I think From Software are probably one of the best developers at the moment. I think yeah, they, they only make quality games. Yeah, I don't think they've ever had a, a miss on their on their hands. And I think they listen to their fans. They take their time, uh, even delaying the game by a few months just to kind of polish it up. That's what people want, you know. Um, and just talking about games in general, I don't know because I'm, I'm sure this is something that you would love to play. Have you heard of the game called Sifu? Yeah, I have. 
have you played that one chance i thought no, you i would... haven't but okay it looks it looks interesting it does like you it's basically like the raid you know the movie yeah. and then you have to get through like certain levels and the more damage you take and stuff or the more time it, it takes for you to to finish the level the more you age mm-hmm. uh, yeah so it's, it's quite a cool concept i thought you've played it because i really want to play that um but yeah, those I personally gaming wise, I haven't touched anything. I know Halo is going through a few difficulties at the moment, so I haven't really had the time to play that, and I just haven't been feeling video games at the moment. I'm just at that stage where purely focused on work. But I think the next game I'll play outside of Halo is definitely Elden Ring. Definitely, definitely. There's nothing else I'm going to be playing except for that. Um, I watched a few movies this week, and I did start a new TV show, which I'm really, really excited to talk about. So I'll just quickly blast through my my movies. Um, I'll quickly start with the worst one I think the one that I didn't really care too much about I don't know why I watched it uh, I think maybe because it had Ryan Gosling and I like shit on him have you seen the ideas of March the one with him mm. and uh, George Clooney no I haven't okay so it's, it's a political one they're like they're running for president and he has a bit of dirt on him and he just falls in this whole you know what it's like it's like house yeah. of cards where you find someone has something and you hold it against them and you try and manipulate yeah so it's that I don't know. Yeah, this movie was shit. Don't watch that. <laughs> that was really, really boring. But I did watch two movies I really enjoyed. One is, I'll talk about this one first. Uh, I'm a big fan of the Purge movies. I think they're really cool. Yep. Uh, I know they've kind of got a bit more stupid as they've gone on and stuff, but they are what, what they are. I did watch the Forever Purge. It was on the cable box. Mm. Uh, it's probably the worst one. I, I, think the, I think they tried to touch up on racism a lot, like social commentary. Well, most of all of them kind of do. Yeah, this one was heavy, heavy. So this one was about the the mainly about the Mexican community and and stuff. So this was heavy on that. Uh, I did like the concept. It did have uh, what's the guy's the actor's name? The guy in Ford versus Ferrari, the blonde one, the dick. It had him. He's he was pretty decent in this. To be honest with you, I like him. Uh, but it's worth a watch if you've seen the Purge movies. I would highly recommend this. Actually, I just yeah, I kind of like them. Yeah, it's I like the concept behind them. Uh, it was different at the time, you know. People were trying to do these survival movies, and and they always, um, you know, incorporated the whole horror genre into it. But with this, mm-hmm. it was more of a just a on a human level survival for, from a human aspect, and I, I really enjoyed those, and that's what got me hooked on on these movies. And then finally, the last movie. I'm sure I've seen other movies, but I can't remember from from the top of my head. But this one, they don't make movies like this anymore, man. They really don't. And this is, for me, a classic. It's, when this movie's on, I watch it all the time. And it's Minority Report. Absolutely oh, yeah. classic, man. Great movie. So good. Like, I, I think this movie was ahead of its time. I know it didn't do too well in reviews or whatever the case may be. But I, I remember seeing this movie when it first launched all those years ago. And still a movie that I think has aged extremely well for a start. Mm-hmm. Especially for a movie that's because it has this sort of filter on it that makes it really sci-fi and and has kind of this blurred motion to it and it does it it doesn't kind of fatigue away as as the years go on you know it, it's aged really well and then the story I I like it I like the, the twist obviously I've seen it a few times doesn't get me but there's still a few scenes which really get me for example the one where he's in the bathroom and the spider goes to scan his eyes yeah uh, that one gets me and that whole that whole scene where he's just in that house and he's trying to get food and yeah that scene still gets me all the time um and then 
when the domino starts falling and he realizes when when you realize as the viewer that oh it's not uh, Colin Farrell's character who's who's betrayed him but it's the other guy and how the betrayal has um taken part uh I love the aspect and it's as I said it's a movie I think ahead of its time and in terms of sci-fi it's one of it's up there for me one of the yeah, great concept yeah way ahead so, like the keys of for like a good sci-fi movie is to like not make it like super sci-fi but it's like to make it like pretty grounded and have like yes. one little sci-fi twist. Yes. So like for this movie, it's like you can see the future and stop crimes before they happen. Say like another movie like Looper. It's like the like the time like Looper is pretty grounded, but then there's like the one travel back in time aspect. Yeah. And I'm trying to think of another sci-fi movie. Um I read really like men. Like children of men. Yeah. Like yeah. you know, women can't have babies anymore. So like the yeah. best sci-fi movies are like just mostly grounded with just like a sci-fi twist a to small it. twist to it yeah exactly it doesn't take you out of the out of the movie i thought equilibrium was a great sci-fi movie also that too it's just yeah. like this that's not even that much of a sci-fi yeah. nowadays with like dystopian futures and yes. stuff so yeah. i don't know that's a little scary though <laughs> yeah it is but, but you can buy into it you can feel like yeah. oh i i could actually be living in that world and for me as you said that's what makes sci-fi movies so great. Like as the minority put one, it's okay. We see in the future, and we're just stopping the crime from happening. Mm-hmm. But I love the kind of the the back and forth. Is it still a crime if you stop it from happening? And that really gets you thinking. You know, it's like how depending on what religion you follow and stuff like that, everyone says, "Oh, but things happen the way they're meant to happen." Then where's the the choice in that? You know. Or is it just the illusion illusion of choice? So it's really, it's quite cool how it, if you really think about it, Minority Report plays on aspects of religion in a way, but without it being so disrespectful. And it just gets you thinking. So is, do are we stopping choice from like, the guy who's about to kill his wife, was he actually going to kill his wife? We never mm-hmm. know. We just, exactly. we just, we just have to accept that, okay, these oracles are saying that this is what's going to happen. So what if we just let it happen? Like we saw it with Tom Cruise's character where he doesn't really kill the guy. Way past the, the timer, he, do, he doesn't kill him. It becomes an accident later on, right? And we mm-hmm. never see, we, yeah. So I love that illusion of choice and it really gets you thinking. Movies like that, just, I love them. I love them. So those are what, those are the movies I've watched. I don't know if you've seen any movies. Yeah, yeah. I've seen a couple. I'm surprised you even said that before. You're going to be so busy with Elton Ring. Oh, no. no. <laughs> oh, I watched the, the Kanye docs. Yes, I've, those yeah, are yeah. fantastic. I've only seen the first only, episode. Oh uh, yeah, like I like it's it's so like awesome to see like this footage has just been there for like all these years yeah. and like just like hiding there. But like basically, like the the premise of the the documentaries are like he really had to like fight on his own to like make his first album. Like no one believed in him. Like, yeah, people were just like, oh yeah, you're just a producer. Don't what are you doing rapping like you're not going to be a successful rapper and he kept telling people like hey i'm going to be the biggest rapper in the world i'm going to be the biggest rapper in the world like i just need a chance and no one gave him a chance and he's just basically like like he's signed to like a record label but like they're not giving him studio time so he's like yeah yes like call in favors like he's going to jamie hawks jamie fox's house to record he's going to pharrell's house to record it's just it's it's just stacked against him in it yeah it's just like uh, one man's like determination to be great and it's just you know it's just inspiring stuff it was only the first episode which was quite i like how they did it you know 
Mm-hmm. I, I, I think for me, that was the perfect way to do it. But you're right. All this footage that we're only seeing now, it, it's so inspiring. Like everything's stacked against you. People don't believe in you. At the end of the day, you have to believe in, you, in yourself because who else is going to believe in you? You know, yeah. and, this, and this is true in that, in that sense. I always say this to some of my peers that in class and stuff like that. They go, you're confident when you do work. I'm like, I have to be confident. I have to believe in myself because exactly. I'm not going to rely on my peers to believe in me because they're not going to do my work for me, are they? And same with Kanye. He needs to believe himself because he's, you know, the, the captain of his own destiny, essentially. Mm-hmm. No one else is going to do anything for him. And I, I love that. And I really love the relation. Like, we've always heard this and I've never been able to see it. This is the, probably the first time I've ever seen it. I think it gets a bit more intense as the further episodes drop. But his relationship with his mo- mother, we've always said that, we've always heard, well, I've heard that he's always had an incredible relationship with his mother, right? Yep. And um, there's, there's always been the, con- I don't know, you can maybe uh, correct me if I'm mistaken, but there's always been the consensus that uh, when she passed away, that's when it kind of spiraled out of control and, you know. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. So you can see that relationship with his mother and his mother believed in him and, and, and stuff. And it was so beautiful to watch, you know. I And I'll be honest with you, like I'm not the biggest Kanye fan. I think his music is great, right? But I think mm-hmm. lifestyle choices and stuff like that, I think sometimes he doesn't really cover himself in glory. But I did no, feel... No. I, I, not, I, not nowadays. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did feel sorry for him. You know, like mm-hmm. he actually had a, a great smile and you feel like, Oh, there's there's a guy in there who's who's happy, you know. There's something about him. Something held him together. Maybe it's just his mother, but now you see him. You don't. I I said I can't remember who I was speaking to. I think I was speaking to a few friends actually about this. I worry for Kanye sometimes, you know. I think we uh, all do. Yeah, yeah. I I worry for him. I I I I hope he's not. He doesn't go down that route where it becomes so overwhelming for him that he follows, you know the trends of other uh, like artists and stuff like that and just wants to you know as harsh as it sounds end it you know because I, I i yeah i just i do feel sorry for him i know he's got all the money in the world and and people will be like yeah but who like at the end of the day he is human you know he mm-hmm. going through his own personal battles and i just feel like i don't feel like the people he's hung around with have helped him also it's know? a lot of yes men yeah yeah so uh, I, I hope he comes out of this. Well, now in his situation, comes out of it on the right side. I know he keeps going back and forth with himself and there's a lot of issues, especially with what's happening recently. But one thing I have taken away from the show is he is a proper family man. And that's why mm-hmm. I think he's acting the way he is because he doesn't want you know, a repeat of history in, in, in a sense. But yeah, what it is, it is super motivational. It really is. If no, you have to work for yourself in this day and age, and I think it's more telling today than it was back then. You know, and this, yeah. day, this day and age now, where ev- there's everybody follows trends, and it's so hard to s- stand out. Yeah, super, super motivational. Great, great. Uh, it's, a, it's would you would you class it as a movie? I would say it's a documentary. Documentary, yeah. So Paul Kanye, I'd he, he does have an awesome smile, and that kind of resonates. Well, it really hit me like it just takes something to kind of just you know ruin that bless him and uh yeah i, I hope he he finds it finds his way i know his 
he's struggling at the moment. What what was Dante too like? Apparently, I read the tweet. Someone was like, <laughs> so, it someone, was, someone's like, it's not even finished. And then someone replied, it hasn't even started. It was it was yeah. It's definitely not finished. Yeah. Some of the songs he raps like maybe four words in it, yeah. but apparently it's out. Like he put it out on that stem player, and yeah. I don't know. I think he's just waffling. So I'm not I'm not even gonna count that as an album because it's just a bunch of unfinished songs. Fair enough. Um, yeah, continue with uh, your, your movies. Oh yeah, and I watched uh, French Dispatches on HBO Max. Mm. Yeah, I I was just damn looking at I was just looking at HBO Max one day. I was like, oh shit, French Dispatches on here. Um, I know I know yeah. you've been meaning to watch that for a very yeah. very long time. It's it's pretty good. I mean, it's not it's not his best work. It's probably mid-tier, um, mm-hmm. Paul. I mean, mid-tier Wes Anderson. Yeah. But I think he's 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 a little bit too much in his bag. Like, you know how his movies are like super artistic and yes. symmetrical and every shot is a, you know, massive piece of c- cinema. Yeah. I think this was like a little bit too much. Like he he tried to make every shot. Like the movie oh, really? looks incredible. But, you know, the plot is, I mean, the plot's okay. It's just like three, three, like, three short stories none of them are that interesting but overall like the movie looks incredible the performances are really funny mm-hmm. the jokes i would say the jokes don't work as well but overall you know it's still a wes anderson movie i liked yeah. it a lot but you know i think he was a little bit too much in his own like stick like like he was trying to just, chase perfection no not like uh, that but like uh, he's 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 like it's like too niche too uh, okay like you know how like like sometimes Nolan can be too yes, convoluted. Yes, sometimes. yes, 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 yes. This was like okay, I'm gonna make things too whimsical, too artistic, too artsy. Yeah. So it was like, yeah, it was that. But I still really liked it. You yeah. know, it's not his best work, but you know, it's it's still worth the watch. I I loved uh, Grand Budapest Hotel. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, that's I, that's top two for me. Yeah, what's his what's the best one? Um, I don't know. I had to think about the other one. Okay. Probably. Uh, why are you putting me on the spot like that? There's so many I, good ones. I think you mentioned it. The one with um, ah, uh, the sub. Is it not the submarine one? What's, that's it, good too. That's yeah. good too. I watched that recently. Yeah. That's top five. I don't know if that's the best one. Mm. That's what mm. we do on the podcast. We put each other on the spot. <laughs> I like I like Royal Tenenbaums a lot. I like mm. Moonrise Kingdom a lot. But I, I I think Grand Budapest is his best. Yeah, I, I I love that. Like when I that was the first movie I, I've seen of West, and I was like I was absolutely blown away. And it's just so I think from an artistic and architectural perspective, I could appreciate that. You know, there's you like um, this movie then. Yeah, there's a there's an architectural book just about Wes Anderson, and it's oh, an, nice. arch- an architecture school. Uh, What's it called? I had to check it out. I, I think it's just called "Accidentally Wes Anderson." You can find okay. it in, in an architecture books bookstore actually, which is quite. I, I don't think any other director has made it into a, a bookstore like that. And it's this is an official, uh, the Royal Institute of British Architecture. I saw it in in, in that store. It's crazy. So it's the highest uh, form of uh, accreditation you can get here for, as an architect, and it was in their bookstore. I think I must have seen. A Blade Runner book, just purely on Blade Runner, but I might that might have just been in another bookstore. But I'm yeah, looking at the book right now; it looks beautiful. Yeah, accidentally Wes Anderson. It's absolutely incredible. I I am tempted to pick that up as just say one of those case study books books that I have, and um, it's hardcover though. Ugh. 
Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a big fan of hardcovers. I, don't, I hate hardcovers. I, I don't mind hardcovers if they're like really big books that I keep at home and I mm-hmm. use them for like references when I do work. But reading books, yeah, I, I need soft cover. Like the, I'm waiting for Jordan P- B. Peterson's book of Beyond Twelve Rules. Mm-hmm. They've got the so it's a sequel to Twelve Rules of Life. I don't know if you've heard it. Um, Have yeah, Rick it's great. It all the time. Yeah, I, I I love the first. Second one dropped, but it's only in hardback. I am not covering. I'm not carrying that around with me around London. Fuck that. I need a soft cover book. Um, I'll I'll do some TV before we we get on onto the main news. Yep. I started Ted Lasso. Let's fucking I, go. I fucking love it. I Let's hooked. fucking go, man. Ep- mate, I've watched six episodes in once. Let's fucking t- go. Listen, I turned it on yesterday. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what time I turned it on. I was like, I, I'm, just gonna, I'm only going to watch one episode because I really want to go to sleep, right? Mm-hmm. Before I knew it, I was like, yeah, I'm hooked. Six episodes <laughs> in. Six episodes in. I want to know more. I want to see more. I'm like... It's fucking great, right? Yeah, man. It's such a feel-good story. Like, you feel... Yeah. You just feel like... You want to know you're on his side, man. You're mm-hmm. on his side, and I think you know what. Even the, the lady, the chairman, I think she's starting to be, you know, she, yeah, yeah, you, yeah, she yeah, wins you, you over. Yeah, yeah. So like, he's just so good, man. And like, he's, he's so he's he, like, how can you not root for him? Like, he's yeah. just so like he's so positive. Like fucking wanker. Even... <laughs> it's like listen to that. It's different <laughs> <laughs> when they when they're chanting wanker, 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 and it's just like. Like, it's different. <laughs> oh my god! I don't know. I don't know how accurate the football stuff is, though. Is that pretty accurate? Uh, yeah. That's. I think that stadium is actually the Crystal Palace Stadium. Okay. That's in, okay. That's in West London, so that's a, a real. It's stadium. a beautiful stadium. Yeah, uh, you should see the other ones. Like that's that's supposed to be like a really bottom tier stadium. To be honest with you, you should see the other ones around London. Yeah, uh, but I do like the how close the stands are the, to the field. yes 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 like oh, very yeah it's very close it's, they're the best so when spurs their old stadium was so close to the to the pitch it was mm-hmm. absolutely incredible like the atmosphere you generate is it's beautiful so when they rebuilt the new stadium they wanted to get the same so we've got probably one of the best modern stadiums where you're so close to the pitch and it has an nfl to pitch so, so oh, it nice. has a retractable yeah apparently spurs want to host the super bowl in god knows what year they play um, the they play the Spurs in season two, by the way. Yeah, I can't wait. But I, I love it. I love the characters. But you're right. Mm-hmm. Like the cap. I like the. I have to say, I love the cup captain. The captain of that uh, team. Oh, uh, what's his name again? I forgot. Roy Kent. Yeah, yeah. I love him, man. Oh, yeah, no. He's such a good, you know, like, because we all know, like, that the ex legend who's like past his prime and yeah. he's like the, the captain of the team. Yeah. We like, we all know that player. That player has been everywhere, but he's just great. He's just like cussing the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> a, I really like, I don't know why. I really like, um, what's his name? Ah, uh, the Nigerian guy. I forgot his oh, name. Oh yes, yes, he's yes. I forgot too. his name. Yeah. He's pretty cool. Like- and surprisingly, I like Jamie tight too. Like, I know he's like a, a, like a dickhole, but yeah, like he's, he's funny. And uh- the, the song his song gets stuck in my head all the time yeah oh my god it got, it, it got stuck in my head yesterday i'm like damn it and then the manager took him off just before the half time i was like what uh-huh. and i was like that was a revenue spot i love i i think my favorite kind of part in it was when uh uh kent realized that it's kent right when he realized the yeah. book the book that the lasso bought was Based on him, it was good. Yeah. yeah, and it's it was like, good. Fuck, fuck, it, like it hits him, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, no, nah, this 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 TV show is is so feel good, man. Honestly, like I'm yeah. watching it, I'm like, it's 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 so great, it's so great. And um, I, I went I, in, 
Yeah, I went in like fully skeptical. Like this, this show can't be that great. Everyone keeps talking, keeps hyping up the show. Yeah, keeps talking about how good it is. I'm like, it's probably gonna be you know pretty average. Yes. But third episode in, it won me over. I was like, this this show is fantastic. I can't even I can't even say anything negative about it. Fantastic show. There was um, what scene was it? Oh, it was the one with the uh, when he gets her biscuits at the start, mm-hmm. and she. She avoided it because she knew that he has this charisma that she, he can win her over, and he tried. She tried to fuck him over so many times and stuff like that, and it's just, it's just not happening. I've, I don't know how many episodes there are in the first season. Uh, ten, I think. ten. Okay, I'm on six. I'll probably finish season one today. But I, I love the fact that I feel like he's going to win the town over, and like how, yeah, it's it's just a feel good story, man. It really is, and. Did you get to the episode where um, they're trying to like break the curse of the stadium? No, 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 not yet. Okay, I think that not might yet. be the okay, next cool. episode. I've just got to the episode where they take um, uh, that that you know the what's his name the one with the baby shark song. Uh, oh, yeah, Jamie Tight. Jamie Tight. Yeah, when they just took him off at halftime. So I've just finished episode mm-hmm. six. They w- basically they've won their first game. That's yeah. uh, that's the episode I've just finished. Uh, but it's such a feel good, but honestly, like I'm right. I think you're right. When I first saw it on Apple TV. When it first dropped, I was like, yeah, this is going to be shit. But he's so good in it. I mm-hmm. love the fact that he is out of his depth. Like, yeah. you can tell. And he gets ideas from, like, anywhere. I like the fact that he's got Nathan. Is it Nathan on his side now? Yep. Nathan the Great. Nathan the Great. Oh, my God. I felt so sorry for him. Like, nobody cared about him. And he got bullied mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that. And then he's now part of this team. But you can... I like this, like, underdog story, you know? And yeah. Uh, there's three seasons. I want to see where this goes. I think it has a lot of potential. And yeah, um, I was just sitting like I I watched the first episode. I have to be honest, I watched the first episode of Boba Fett the other day, right? Mm-hmm. I just was, I wasn't feeling it. I'll be yeah, honest. Yeah, me neither. I wasn't <laughs> I wasn't feeling it after the first episode. So I was like, I'll, I'll watch a bit more and see how it goes. But I just wasn't feeling it. And then I did watch another TV show, which I'll talk about quickly. But Ted Lasso, man, uh, such a feel good, feel good. And show. it's thirty minute episodes. It's great. Oh, man, these episodes get done with them so fast. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, I'll talk about another TV show before we just do the news. It's called uh, Afterlife. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of it. It's got Ricky Gervais in it. Don't know oh. if you know him. Yeah, um, I know him. It's it's funny, but at the same time, it's really sad. So it's, um, he's he's struggling to come to terms with his wife's death, mm-hmm. and he's a writer for a newspaper, and he yeah, and he's just there's some stuff in there where he's just like, it's so sad, and, but there's some hilarious stuff. So for example, he walks past the school, right? And he sees his, uh, one of the kids like, hey, uncle, whatever. And then one of the kids is like, you're a pedo? And he goes, I'm not a pedo. And he goes, you're a pedo. And then he replies back, well, if I'm a pedo, you little ginger fat bastard, you'll be safe. And I was like, <laughs> just moments like that. It's just so funny. That's hilarious. And they've got so so many oh there's so many scenes in there were just so fucking hilarious i'll send you a video it's just and he goes to see like a there's a therapist in there and then he hires a sex work it's it's just fucking it's insane but at the same time it's so sad like there'll be scenes where he's watching back a video of his wife his wife kind of just walking him through how to do the dishes or stuff like that and you feel really sad for him i had to stop watch, watching by episode four i think because i was like it's a feel it's it makes you feel good in certain aspects while it's quite funny. But at the same time, when he brings his wife, I'm like, oh, I don't want to see this. So it's quite sad in, in, that, in that sense. But yeah, that's Afterlife. And Ted Lasso for me on, on the Garden TV. I, I don't know if you ended up watching anything else besides... Yeah, just, just Peacemaker. Lasso. But Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, how, was, how was that? That show was great. 
season um, season two confirmed. Yeah, season two get, confirmed. Get out there. Yeah, first season, just a fun season. Like it's it's it doesn't take itself too seriously. Like a lot of James Gunn projects. Um, there's a lot of action too. There's a lot of there's a lot of heart too. Like you know, Peacemaker in Suicide Squad, he was cool, but he wasn't our favorite character. Like we were yeah. we were kind of wondering by the end of it, it's like why is this guy getting a TV show? He's just you know. Yeah. He's kind of an asshole who kills Vic Flag. But, you know, like after this season, you, you start seeing more of his backstory. You start seeing more of it, like his character motivations. And mm-hmm. he starts to win you over by the end. Well, not even by the end. By midseason, I was like, yeah, I'm all in on Peacemaker. He's yeah. he's great. But yeah, it's just, it's got a lot of humor. It's got a lot of action. It's got a lot of heart. The, this is definitely a lot of over the top action. And the final episode was just, it was just so fun. I don't even want to spoil what happens. No, no spoilers. I know that all yeah. the episodes have dropped, so it's still not out in the UK. So I'll probably have to VPN that sometime and just yeah. give the whole season a, a good it's, binge after I watch Ted Lasso. Definitely watch Ted Lasso first. Yeah. Don't, don't watch anything. No, nah, I'm, I'm not watching anything except Ted Lasso <laughs> at the moment because I'm hooked on that. I'll be honest with you. I'm absolutely hooked on that. I'm so happy yeah, I started but, that yesterday. Yeah, Peacemaker. Highly recommend. Great cast too. It's not just Peacemaker. Yeah. Um. There's other characters in it too. There's another comic book character. I haven't heard of him too much. His name's like Vigilante. He's he's fucking great in this, in this show. Your review so, on Peacemaker season one, four out of yeah. five. Oh wow! Five. Wow. Yeah. So that's probably the best out of the Marvel shows as well. Better than uh, all of them except for Loki, I would say. Right. Yep. Yep. Okay. Oh, definitely need to watch that then. Okay, let's do some news. Let's do movies, then TVs, and then we'll end up with some games. Uh, we'll blast through them. Some of them we can just quickly blast through, but some of them a bit more in depth. Let's start with the Multiverse of Madness. Jesus Christ, Mia. This second trailer... Yeah, shows so much. Oh, my God. And listen, I know I said this is going to do better than Spider-Man. I'm putting my foot down. I think this is going to do better than Spider-Man. You wait and see. You know, honestly, honestly... <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, we're sleeping on, on this movie. Come on, terms. come on. Now, you listen, see how much Spider Man movie Spider Man made? This has so much. Like, was yeah. it like third all time now? Come on. Yes, but this is now bringing people from different movies. Spider Man just brought it from Spider, like, you know, different generations of Spider Man. We got fucking Patrick Stewart in this movie. Like, I wish they didn't show, show us that, but there were so many different things in this movie that stood out. Did like, you see what Patrick Stewart said? Uh, no, I didn't. What did he say? He said people imitate his voice all the time. I'm like, bro, stop I'm the like, cap. Bro, I'm like, stop the cap. Like, same thing with Ryan Reynolds. It's like, oh, Deadpool's not in the movie. I'm like, yeah, stop the cap. I, be- I bet he is. I bet he is. There's There was a, a, a poster where it was with the shattered glass and you could see different pe- people on it. And mm-hmm. there was one where it looked like it was Deadpool. And he was like, nah, it's, it, it's not me. Um, but this trailer looks absolutely insane. So besides that hot take, which I know Rick is now going to be fuming, his head's hot. I'm fuming. Yeah. <laughs> there were so many different things in there that really stood out to me. I think the one that stood out to me the most was obviously the Patrick Stewart scene uh, when he was um, uh, prisoned, where he got the handcuffs on. Yeah, it, was... it looks like he's meeting with the Illuminati. Yes, yes. I think they're going to be doing the Illuminati uh, storyline. Uh, but that looks like, uh, is it Richard Reeds? Uh, yeah. Or... That looked like him sitting on that chair, I have to say. Like when he walks in, it just seems like, yeah, because he was going in for a trial for the desecration of reality. And you see him, uh, should we tell him the truth? And then walking up, you see uh, Dr. Strange's captors are 
if you I don't I'm sure you've noticed this is the Iron Legion drones so this is kind of what would have happened if Ultron was actually good in, in a way mm-hmm. and, and like uh, Tony's vision of Ultron worked uh, a legion of just iron drones and it was just like him walking up and then you see Patrick Stewart and that's what that's Richard reads I think he's in that movie man 100 percent and um so there was that and then there was um uh what's her name uh, America Ch- Chavez yep uh, so she's not part of the MCU she just comes from a different reality in, in, in a sense and you see his um adventures with her throughout time and then we had obviously um uh, strange supreme you know the, the 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 evil one we had that and then the thing that captive that really caught my attention was the the mysterious i don't know even how to it's later on in the trailer it looks like a human torch figure so some people were saying that's iron man but um the, the could, Tom, be, could be another um captain marvel variant. i think he's another captain yeah yeah that's why i think i think it's either from the in the different universe uh, you know Captain Marvel's friend, the black lady in the movie. I think yeah, Maria Ran- Yeah, uh, Maria Rambo. Yeah, I, I think, think that's either her, or I think it's from One Division. You know the black lady in One Division. I think that could be could her. Could be her too. Yeah, that was her mom. Yeah. So those are the two theories I have going on with. I don't think that's Tom Cruise. I, I don't know if Tom Cruise is going to be in this though. So, but that would be absolutely insane if they bring Tom Cruise as. That would be pretty insane. Yeah, man. This movie has, and this is why I'm more excited about this. Then Spider-Man. Spider-Man, I knew there were going to be Spider-Man, right? I knew we were going to get uh, Toby, I knew we were going to get Andrew, and we are going to get the villains, right? Because we saw the villains in the post. But yeah. with this movie, you don't know who they're coming, who's coming. You can have yeah. anybody. And the storyline looks quite ridiculous as well. And there's a... I like the, the nice small hint they made to the low-key TV show about when you cut off a branch, another one grows and stuff like that. And at the opening of the, of the trailer... You had Wonder Vision in the uh, in the white in in the field with the white mm-hmm. um, trees and stuff like that, and that's kind of uh, symbolic to you know new life and a branch. When you cut off a branch, it grows another one, and that's kind of symbolic to to the branches of the multiverse that we saw in Loki. And obviously, you get this the scenes in red where it's symbolic to you know power, destruction, evil. So I like the the symbolism going on in 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 the trailer. Um, I think this this is going to be. I know we said in the podcast we we did regarding most anticipated movie that we were like quite reserved about this, but I, I got my first class ticket on. I'm on the hype train, Mio. I have to say, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm all in. I'm all in. I now. mean, yeah, I'm excited for it, but I'm still like kind of concerned about it because I feel like you know Marvel might be just leaning into cameos. Like I hope it's not just. We cameo like fest. all yeah cameo fest like yeah. exactly like you saw in the trailer like there's like three different versions of Doctor Strange yep. two different versions of Wanda like Patrick Stewart like all these people like it's it sounds like it sounds like it's gonna be a lot and I just hope there's like a good plot to cut it along so yes. it's not just like fan service you know yeah. I'm, I'm I am excited about the the Illuminati um. Well, I, I say the let's just call it the storyline if it is that, because that consists of obviously Doctor Strange, uh, Professor Xavier, Reed Richards. Was it Reed Richards or Richard Reed? Anyway, I am um, yeah Black Bolt and Namor. Uh, so yeah, it's if if in the trailer it's Professor X and Reed, then I think 
as a possibility that this could be happening. And also, at the end, we saw that that one-eyed octopus. That's usually, I think they've changed it up in, for this movie. But he's usually, well, I say he. It's usually the villain or the from Namor's storyline, and obviously, it always fights uh, strange in in the comics. I hope I hope Rick is keeping up with this comic law because I know he got a bit, uh, you know, he got a bit of a headache the other day. <laughs> um, so there's a, there's a few things they can do, which I'm I'm really excited. But you know what? I think the what if TV show uh, episode with Strange. I think that's now it's yeah. given that more weight. I need to go watch that now. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot more crucial than we thought it was. Yeah, so it's it's quite quite weird that. Well, we we did predict that, didn't we? So we knew the TV shows would kind of link into into the movies, and then we saw obviously that. The other versions of uh, of Strange, we saw what looked like a de-aged Strange, zombie Strange at the end. He's doing the same thing he did in in Infinity War. We saw Defender Strange, and we saw Evil Strange. So yeah, we got. I'm hyped, man. Honestly, I like. I'm really, really excited for this now. The trailer was just, it was mental. Uh, I think we. All, I hope we see the ramifications of uh, from No Way Home because I. I I'm still not sold on that aspect from No Way Home, to be honest with you. But yeah, and the thing is, he because he made everybody. This is my only thing that I'm kind of confused on now, because he made everybody forget who Peter Parker was. He in turn has forgotten who Peter Parker is, so that's why I think he goes to wonder to ask about the multiverse because he doesn't know what's happened. In a sense, does that make mm-hmm. sense? You think that could be the case because. If he's yeah, if he, I could that, and I think he knows that she understands the multiverse yeah. more than him. So she, he wants help understanding like what he's done. Like he he knows he knows he did something, but I don't think he knows what he did because yeah. actually that's weird. If so, yeah. he forgot Peter Parker, but does he remember? That's what I'm opening saying. Up the multiverse. I think he doesn't. I think that's why he goes to wonder. Yeah, that Is could that, be true. That's 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 my kind of thought process on it because if he remembers Peter Parker, then he remembers that, and he's obviously the whole spell was for everybody to forget who Peter Parker Parker was. That that whole part of the film was kind of stupid, anyway. It, 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 it is, it is, it is. Like cast a spell to make everyone forget about me. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, uh, that movie. Uh, I, I'm, I'm telling you, I I, I, no, I, keep, I keep I keep saying. I think that's one of. Uh, I think you also said it. I yeah, it's overrated that, as hell. I think that movie had no right to be as good as people made it out to be, in my opinion. It was just, you know, it was the cameos. Yeah. Like, people were like, oh my God, it's Hope McGuire. Oh my God, it's Andrew Garfield. And, like, don't get me wrong, I love those moments too, but, like, the story was kind of mid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, next up is, uh, I'm just trying to remember if there's any other stuff that I remember from, from the trailer from the top of my head, but I don't. Uh, but yeah, it was a great trailer in, in general, to be honest with you. I think it was better than the first trailer, and it really has gotta be hyped um next up is matt reeves confirming a batverse which i'm super excited about to be honest with you yeah me too i think we got a little glimpse of um dc teasing you know this year in in, in movies i'm like this is a big year for dc they have to get it right but i think it's time now marvel have conquered that you know genre of movies where you you are building a extended universe. DC now have to focus on these solo movies, and it's nice now that we're getting a universe within the Batman uh, 
movies. I think <laughs> the possibility there are endless. I would like. To, I don't want to see no more Joker. I don't want to see no more. You know, we've had Bane. I don't want to see that. I want to see a modern version of Mister Freeze. You know, I know we've got Penguin now. We've got Riddler. Let's do stuff like Who'd that. Who cast as Mister Freeze? Fuck. Who would I cast? You put me on the spot now. I have someone in mind. I'm not gonna say Keanu Reeves. Oh, you know who? No. Who? Who? Oh, the guy from um, the Gentleman. Uh, no, not just. Is it from Gentleman? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy from Gentleman. What's Gentleman. His name? Yeah, yeah. The one that works. The with Kingsman. That. No, Gentleman. Uh, the Matthew McConaughey and oh, what's his name? Oh, the, the blonde guy. He's in uh shit. What's his name? Charlie yeah. Hunnaman? Yeah, yeah. I think I'll cast him. You think he's too young to play Mr. Freeze? Mr. Freeze like usually an old guy. No, nah, also, 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 don't forget Batman is young. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I'll go with him. Or, who else would I go for? That's the I one. Go Mads. I go Mads. Oh, wait, by the way, I think Mads Mikkelsen will come back in Doctor Strange. That's just my take. Yeah, that's. I, I think that's, he'll come back. There's no way they're killing him off. No way. Um, but I think that's a, I think that's a nice cast. Oh, one of one of the vacant, one of the Norwegian actors, because you know, Mister Freeze is like, yeah, kind of like Norwegian. I think. I think, Mad Mi- I think I'll take Mad Mikkelsen's. Why not? I think yeah. I think it'll suit the role. But I'd like to just see us doing well, not us, but DC doing something different and just having a a sequel that you know introduces new characters that we haven't. Because look, we all know who the Joker is. Maybe. I don't know if I want a version of the Joker in this in this universe just yet, but yeah, this movie I think it's ah my take my hot take I think no I, I think it's time that the old guard it's time for a new guard you know the old guard needs to be arrested he needs to rest if this movie is better than the Dark Knight I'm you like, say, wait, 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 wait I'm just wait, saying wait, wait. I'm not I'm wait, just saying. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> you saying it's gonna be better than Dark Knight? No, 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 no. I, I did say it's gonna be better than Dark Knight because I think the Dark Knight is probably the greatest comic book movie I'm gonna see in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. But if there's gonna be a changing of the guard, yeah, now's 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 the perfect time. <laughs> let's let's just wait and see. We you got, just said we... just said I'm not I'm not saying it's gonna be better than the Dark Knight, but it might be better than Dark Knight. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm keeping I'm keeping. <laughs> Uh, I need to, I'm just keeping my options open, you know. So, like, you know, so if it is good, I can be like, I called it. If it's not good, I'm like, I didn't say it. But uh, um, no, I'm, I'm really excited, man. Four more, wait, five more days. Pretty excited about this. I'm yeah, excited about the news that's coming out. Yeah, I like I think, that that they're building their own universe because keep it away from the DCEU. Just keep it like there's some there's some good DCEU projects here and there, but I think a Batman universe where he doesn't have to fight say like doomsday will yeah. be great yeah it'll exactly. be great and also superman will appear in this universe my reads confirmed which i'm like yeah thank god we don't need any of that you know we keep it grounded in the sense of it's it's in its own universe make it believable that it's in the batman universe i don't want to see and i don't want to see fucking aquaman pop up in this or a matt yeah. reed's version of aquaman or <laughs> don't be convoluted keep it like that and let's, let's see if we can get a, a great trilogy uh, out of it. Uh, we'll quickly blast through the rest of the news because there's not much uh, that really uh, wants a discussion, except for this one, actually. Sonic 3 and Knuckles... and Sorry, Sonic 3 has been confirmed alongside the Knuckles spin-off TV series. Sonic's uh, Expanding Universe. 
I am, <laughs> I am on my knees, fam. Like this, I cannot wait. Like I'm so hyped for this, man. Like I cannot wait to April. I'm gonna be watching. I'm gonna be. My tickets are gonna be booked, pre-ordered. Everything. I'm gonna be sitting right at the front. I cannot wait for this movie. I'm so so excited. And to see a spin-off, Michael's TV show with Idris Alba. Oh, give it to me. Give it to me now. So I'm I'm pretty excited about that. I have no idea why I'm so excited about this, these Sonic movies. Honestly, like they've been. I mean, the games haven't been good in ages, but it's just good to see these characters get their shine in yeah. like a format that's not like just bad mediocre mm-hmm. games. You know what really made me more excited for this was uh, the other day I watched uh, Space Jam again, and I really enjoyed it, even the second time ago. Yeah, really me too. Enjoyed, I like yeah. the second Space Jam. Yeah, I, I watched it the other day, and I was like, yeah, I loved it. Um. Quiet Place 3 has been confirmed. I put this up on here because I'm a big fan of these movies. I think they're they're great. I think the the sequel was a a I would say a well balanced um, continuation of that storyline. I don't believe it left it with an open kind of ended uh, ending. It didn't really give it. I think a lot of opportunities to expand from from what I saw. So it'll be quite interesting to see where they take it from here. Especially yeah, I guess with- the only place they could take it is like just fighting back the aliens and like winning back the world. But I don't know. That seems kind of... I like, I honestly don't want it to go that way. Yeah, I, I would not want it to go down that route, to be honest with you. I think that would be quite a boring and... I think that's quite lazy, you know, because that's what those sort of movies do, don't they? They like, okay, we've done this. We've done, we've done a story of how it happened, a story of survival. We've got to a new place. What do we do from here? And... I think the cast is so strong that they would not want to recast and do a different storyline from a different no. perspective. Uh, I think the cast will remain, but I just, rem- I don't know. I, Because I, I, one thing I really liked about the sequel was how they showed you how it started in terms mm-hmm. of a flashback. I don't think we'll get a complete prequel. Uh, this I think this has been confirmed as a, a, a continuation of the storyline. So that remains to be, remains to be seen. Um, I know there was two pieces of news that popped up. I, uh, actually, the first one is the Netflix are doing a Bioshock movie. Finally, yeah, finally, one of the <laughs> one of the best games I've played in many years. To be honest with you, I'm, I'm a big fan of the Bioshock series. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Bioshock One really. I remember buying it initially on the 360 when it first dropped, and. Uh, my, I remember the story really well. My brother wanted to buy Blue Dragon. You remember that game that dropped? Yeah, I remember that game. But that dropped on the same day as the Xbox 360 Elite. So I bought the Elite version of the 360, took a plunge and hit, got the Bioshock, and we've never looked back since. An incredible yeah, that was, game. That was the right choice. Yeah, incredible game, incredible universe. I would love to see a Netflix show. and Especially with Netflix's budget, I think they could do something special. Uh no idea in terms of the casting, no, no any news on, on that. But uh, the fact that there's a Bioshock movie, really, I could just to see Rapture brought to life. Mm-hmm. I think that's what really excites me about this. And then the Big Daddies, oh, damn! I hope Netflix really, you know, pulled this off because they really have a tendency to hit and miss a lot. So I hope. I hope they pull this off. Um, Oppenheimer, uh, you know, you know me. I'm, I'm always going to find an opportunity to talk about uh, Nolan or anything that Nolan does. But he's, uh, he's got an extended cast now. 
So, um, I got Polka Dot Man for uh, Suicide Squad. Polka Dot Man. Yeah, he's I, been in other Nolan movies, you know. He was in The Dark Knight. He I was think. in The Dark Knight, and he was I in. What else is he in? He was in another movie. I can't remember. Yeah, it was in The Dark Knight. I think. Yeah, no, he was only in The Dark Knight. Only The Dark Knight. Yeah. So it's come back full circle. He's going to be working under Christopher Nolan, and uh, this cast is just looking mega. Right? And we saw mm-hmm. a first poster release and a first look at Cillian Murphy as a uh, open eye man. Like biopics are quite boring in a sense. To be honest with you, it depends yeah. on your interests of a particular era in time. Like for example, Jackie. Uh, with this, obviously, we don't know much about it, but I think, I think with Nolan behind the you know the realm of this movie, you have to f- have to kind of feel somewhat you know interested in it. You want to see what he's going to do. Um, so be interested to see what Nolan's take on it. I want to see how he's going, you know, Nolan and time. I want to see how he's going to incorporate that uh, in, in, into this movie. But I can't wait for this. This movie drops, I think, confirmed for July next year. So pretty excited about okay. that. Um, let's run up some TV show news quickly. Blade Runner 2099 live action series from Ridley Scott is in the works at Amazon. Amazon really pushing the boat now with their... Yeah, TV they series. want. Yeah, they got like endless money, so they might as well invest it in some TV shows. Uh, Jeff uh, Jeff Bezos needs to buy Tottenham Hotspur. How about he invests some money in us? To be honest with you, um, yeah. So a TV show is in uh, in the works, and I, I can't believe they got Ridley Scott on, on board with this. To be honest with you, I thought it'll be a different director. But well, he's got he's got nothing better to do other than true. make mid movies. True. Uh, I kind of liked Last Duel, but still. <laughs> yeah. But I'm pretty excited about this. A continuation. It's a direct continuation of 2049, and I really love that movie. I have to say, mm-hmm. even though it's it was a Ridley Scott movie, it was a decent video. Um, so that's in the works. Amazon trying to, you know, I think dominate the TV scene. Uh, as you said, they have endless amount of money. What they're going? They've got Lord of the Rings now. They've got uh, Invincible. Is it Invincible? Invincible? Yeah. Yep. They've got that. And I think there was another TV show that in the works with them. Uh, Stranger Things season four drops May the 27th, but that's going to be split into two parts. Uh, volume, that model. volume one and volume two. Each volume will be as long as a full-blown season. Uh, and then obviously it ends with season uh, season five, the whenever that drops. But that model is... I have to agree with you. I don't like it either. I've seen it with... Um, that high TV show on Netflix, absolutely hate it. Just, yeah. You like, can you have... talk about the show for, like, a day or two, then, you know, people stop talking about the show. Like, yeah. the best part of TV shows is, like, week to week, we're like, oh, what's going to happen? Like, oh, is Wanda going to, is Reed Richards going to show up in WandaVision? Even though he never did. But, you know, that anticipation, that discussion is what makes TV shows, like, last longer than That's just, right. like, a yeah. one-day thing. Yeah, I think you shared that. Was it a tweet? And it's it's. Oh, I've been saying that on this podcast. And you've been saying, yeah, yeah. (laughs) like it gives. Yeah, I think that's why we loved Mando so much because it builds Mm -hmm. up the anticipation for the next episode. And between those two episodes, imagine we were back in school for uh, during this era where you go into school after a weekend and you talk about the TV show with your friends. I think that's that's undefeated, man. You don't get that if you you know, watch an episode or watch a season from start to finish, for example, Ozark or The Witcher. 
it's all about oh what episode are you on with your friends oh don't talk about it. spoilers blah 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 but with a a weekly release of episodes i think that's the perfect schedule in my opinion and i think disney have done well in terms of the marvel shows i do like the dropping the first three episodes and then yep. single episodes. i think that's the best i think that's yeah. the best model i think that's the perfect model i think that built yeah because three episodes hooks you but like i like you saw like with the book of boba fett the first yeah. episode was like pretty average yeah. So like a lot of people fell off that show. Mm-hmm. If they dropped like the first three, people would still drop off that show. I'm not gonna lie. But yeah, you know what I mean. Like three, like you, three episodes of Peacemaker that hooked me. I know what you mean. Um, so yeah, the Stranger Stranger Things season four is dropping soon. Uh, Last of Us delay got delayed, and that news dropped after we released our podcast the other day. The other day, yeah. So that's oh. what be releasing in 2022. I thought get out there. Uh, Fallout, Mio. I know you were pretty excited about this. Yeah, um, Fallout show, great. Yeah. Not not excited right now because you know current events. Current but, events, yeah. You know, Fallout TV. Yeah, hope, hopefully, Can't. when it drops, we're not you know living in the middle of our own Fallout. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Fallout. I think who they cast as it. I, uh, I think they cast Walton Goggins. Yeah, he's great. I love him. Yeah. He's a great yeah. actor. I can't remember a lot of movies. I've seen. The last movie I've seen him in is uh, uh, Ant Man, if I'm not mistaken. He's great. Yeah, I mean, he was okay in Iron Man, but he's been great in other stuff. I can't remember what other movies I've seen him in. Uh, and then just to wrap up the show, I thought we'd get out there because this is quite funny, and we kind of predicted this with um, with Xbox's acquisition of uh, Activision. Call of Duty's 18 year annual streak is over. So finally. It- Finally, 2023 Call of Duty will not release next year and will be delayed a whole year. So this Call of Duty coming out this year, which is rumoured to be, well, not rumoured, but I think it's confirmed to be Modern Warfare 2, which I thought Modern Warfare, the reboot, was was a really good take on the Call of Duty series and a great entry. Um, that will have to tie people over for two years. And that means they have to get it right because people fall off Call of Duty after the Christmas period usually, you know, you buy the game, you get that initial week of or two of hype, you kind of fall off and then, you know, January, February rolls around and you've got games like, for example, Elden Ring dropping, Horizon, other great games, and then people just fall off it, right? But the task is for them now to make sure that this game hooks people on for a whole year. And this is going to be really weird if you're a Call of Duty fan. Imagine playing the same Call of Duty for two years. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's how we do Halo and stuff. Yeah, but Halo is good. That's the thing. Call of Duty, there's always those issues, right? So that remains to be seen what they're going to do with that. But I think it's I think it's good news. I think it's positive news. I think this might actually entice me to... Well, I think I'll probably pick up this Call of Duty because I think uh, the Modern Warfare version was so good. When they went Cold War, it was a bit shit. And then mm-hmm. whatever they did now with Vanguard, that was fucking horrible. They they just go back in era. Like people don't want that era anymore. It gets a bit boring. Um, so that's that's great. I think that's perfect news in, in my opinion. But Elder Ring is on top of my list right now. Fucking hell, I can't play that game. Anyways, um, yeah, I think we've wrapped up with the news. There was a lot of news to cover. Oh, Next, some breaking yeah. some breaking news here. Oh really? They announced a new Pokemon game. Oh okay, hit me. Um, it's called Pokemon Scarlet and. Violet, they're running out of colors at this point, but it's like a next gen. Um, you know, it's a Pokemon game. They is, where, where have you seen this on on Twitter? Okay, oh, just seen it on uh, yep, 
So Pokemon Scarlet and Violet announced for late 2022. I've just seen some screenshots. Uh, the start of Pokemon's kind of look trash. I'm not going to lie. There's like a green cat. Yeah, there's a, there's a red. Apple? I think that's a dinosaur. It looks like an apple. It is an apple. <laughs> it looks or, like an apple slash pear. <laughs> dinosaur. Then like the, the, the duck has like bad it has hair. Like, that duck looks like it's got a... It's got it's a Donald Duck. The Lu- Luigi I mean, uh, cap. <laughs> no, yeah, that too. It's got Trump hair. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what is going yeah, on? It's, Gen, it's supposed Gen to be Nine. open world, apparently. So that, yeah, but wasn't this one... Wasn't this one the, the recent one, open world? Yeah, I've been playing that recently. And how's, how's that? I'll, I'll tell you more when I finish it. Okay. But it's, it's pretty good. It's uh, a lot of innovation to it. It's more innovation than most Pokemon games have been oh, really? in a very long time. Uh, and just another bit of news I've just seen now. Ryan Reynolds is teasing Deadpool 3 news. So he Ryan said, Reynolds? Yeah. Oh, nice. He Hopefully said, it's radar. Yeah. He says, I say this about this particular subject is I'll have a batch of updates on that sooner rather than later. I hope so. So I'll be able to get into the stuff about Deadpool a little bit more clearly and definitively down the road. And this is via Collider. And this is directly, this is all quotes from Ryan Reynolds himself. Nice. Awesome. Fantastic. Nice way to end the show with two pieces of breaking news. Um, episode 99. We are on the verge of history for ourselves. Episode 100. I think there was no better be way. The Batman review, right? There's no better way, I think, to introduce episode 100 and, you know, change things up a bit. I can't wait for that episode. I cannot wait. I think it's going to be a proper in-depth review episode. Uh, I think on my behalf, a bit more structured than what we've done recently. But I can't wait. I really can't. Mia, are you watching it on what day? Friday or probably, Saturday? Probably Friday, Saturday. Friday, yeah. I'll probably, I'll, I'll probably watch it on Friday. And then, because I'm going to go to the IMAX, right? And you know me with IMAX. I'll see how I feel. I'll see what my experience is like. If anything, I'll probably did you, watch Did you take it out a loan to go to an IMAX? <laughs> you know, the tickets were so expensive, man. Fucking <laughs> hell. Um, how much is IMAX over there, by the way? It's like 20-something per ticket. Uh, we paid 35 for you to take it yeah Jesus man Christ. inflation fucking expensive and listen i said i'm not gonna buy a soda uh from there or whatever but if they serve it in a, a batman, batman popcorn cup? tin yeah, yeah and, and a batman cup oh you know me <laughs> you know me <laughs> you fight <laughs> take my money um but yeah seeing how i feel with that because we are sitting at the back but towards the side a bit uh it's not too bad because obviously the, the screen curves, but if it's if I don't really get a good experience, I'll probably go watch it again the second day. Either way, I'm probably watching the second day again, <laughs> no matter what, what experience I get. But Sunday, we'll do that. And yeah, I, I cannot wait. It's going to be a great, great week. But it's going to be a slow week counting down to it. But anyways, yeah, I think we've discussed anything. Thanks for the breaking news. I don't know if there was anything else you wanted to, to plug in before we, we head off. Uh, nope. I Fantastic. think we covered everything. Fantastic. Um, we kept it kind of simple today. Not too many hot takes. We leave those for next week. <laughs> Thanks for joining us this week for episode 99 of the Multiverse Podcast. For the latest news, reviews, and updates, keep it locked to our Instagram page at themultiverse.ig. Also subscribe to the Multiverse on iTunes or Spotify so you never miss an episode. Once again, thank you for your time. Have a great week. We hope to catch you on our next episode. Peace. Peace.